Welcome to the ultimate hangout spot for all sports fans. Welcome to your all-access paths to everything sports. Welcome to GNT Sports Talk. And here are your hosts, Julian Gallardi and Bobby Thompson. So for the podcast version, I'm Julian Gallardi. I'm Bobby Thompson. Now for the YouTube version, I'm Julian Gallardi. And I'm Bobby Thompson. Okay, so... We're doing this both at once right now. We got the podcast going. Here's how this podcast is going to go down. We're going to film the video of our reaction to the bets trade, the blockbuster attempted to L.A. with Price and all that stuff, the four-teamer. That's going to be the YouTube video. Then we're going to break down a bunch of other stuff that's happened since we last saw everyone on the 23rd. It was Jeter and Walker's Hall of Fame day. We have some news to share, but we're not going to get into it at this moment. James Paxton, the Yankees' starting pitcher, he was going to be their two or th- three starter to begin the season, has landed. Not even the IL because the season hasn't started yet, but he's out for three to four weeks after back surgery. That's why I'm wearing a big maple shirt to honor him right now. We're not going to get too much into it at this moment. It's a big no. loss, but this is more about the trade. So, although if you want to say something about Paxton quickly, feel free. Well, yeah, it's – um. It was reported about an hour. Actually, no, no, no. It was about an hour and a half ago that he got surgery on a cyst. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where the cyst was. I'm assuming either his back or his knee because those are where he's had the problems. Um, And this recovery is a three to four month recovery. Three to, that's three to four months. So now February, March, April, May. So he's not going to come back till May or June. Yeah. That's a problem. That's the best case scenario. That is the best case scenario. So, you know, this, uh, like Julian said, we're not going to really get into it all. Say is, you know, better now than in the season when we really need him. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it. But this is, we, we don't need these injuries right now. It's February 5th, for God's sake. Yeah. It, 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 listen, all I'm gonna, we don't need a rip, uh, what happened last year with injuries. So, if this is going to help you and this down the line, and when you come back in June and you're okay, we need you for the long haul. I'm fine with it, but you know it's it's upsetting. It definitely is, but we we gotta adjust. And you know the Yankees did that better than anybody last year, so you know that's why this Garrett Cole signing now is huge, yeah. definitely. You know. But one last thing I'll say, and then we'll get to this later, so I don't want to waste too much time. But the fact that we have Cole makes this somewhat okay. That's all I'm going to say for this moment. Now let's get to the real meat and potatoes here. The big trade last night that shook the baseball world. The big meal. We've been talking about this for the past week or so. It feels like this has been brewing and brewing and brewing. I have said for weeks that I felt that bets and price were going to go to the Dodgers. It really Mm -hmm. reminds me of the 2012 (laughs) deal that they did where the Red Sox also dumped a bunch of salary. I believe it was Josh Beckett. Carlos Bell, not Carlos Beltran. Wow, Carl Crawford. <laughs> but you know that trade. It's very similar. And I'll try to check that one quickly later. But the trades yesterday, Betts and David Price shipped off to Los Angeles. But that's not where this thing ends. The Red Sox get Alex Verdugo, who was a very solid outfielder for the Dodgers last year. We'll break down the stats in a second. The Twins get involved in this. They pick up a much-needing starting pitcher, Kenta Maeda. I was really surprised to see that happen. A lot of stuff still working with this trade. It's not even fully official yet. That's the crazy thing here. So Maeda goes to Minnesota. 
Then you get Brustar Gretel. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I'm sorry, but it's a prospect from Minnesota who has some great stuff. Apparently, electric arm. Pitched 52 innings in Double A last year at 50 strikeouts around. So the Red Sox are getting that. They're getting Verdugo. The Twins get Maeda, and then the Angels get involved. They get Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling. And then the Dodgers get an infield prospect from the Angels. And they may be getting more prospects now. The strip wins was a late addition today. This trade's just ridiculous from all angles. But I don't know about you, but I'm laughing with the Red Sox right now. Literally punting the season a week before spring training. No manager still. No punishment still for the whole Alex Cora fallout. It's just hysterical right now. And I'm just going to say one thing. And then I want to hear Bobby's take on it. Then I'll break down stats as I like to do. But... If anyone thinks the Red Sox can make the playoffs, that is so asinine to me. I've heard people think they still have a chance. That is absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't even think they can grab a wild card. And obviously, they have no chance of winning the division. Last year, they lost by 19 games. The Yankees add Cole. They lose their best player. They lose their manager. They lose probably their second-best starting pitcher, arguably. You could argue Aguardo Rodriguez is better, but at worst, it's their third starter, despite all the money they were on the hook for. And speaking of the financials of this, Price was contract three for 96 was remaining. The Dodgers have picked up around half of it. So the Red Sox still have to pay half of it, despite the fact he's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, well, um, very well said. The Red Sox last night just gave away their, basically now, the face of their franchise. They just traded him away. Uh, they got rid of David Price. They're still paying a lot of money. Half of that, <clears throat> half of that 95 that's a lot of money for somebody not on your team. Wow. Um, I will say this this did trade shape this trade shook the MO the world of baseball. It's huge. And the the Dodgers were quiet all offseason until a week before pitchers and catchers report, and they make a huge splash. And Mookie Betts, arguably one of the best outfielders in the game, one of the best hitters in the game, a a former MVP is now on the Dodgers. The Dodgers just always seem to get... And if you saw this Dodgers lineup, it's stacked. It is stacked. This trade for the Dodgers argue, absolutely won this trade. They, the Red oh, Sox, yeah, got, I, don't know, it. I don't know Dodgers what the it. hell the, <laughs> the, the Red Sox are doing. They, uh, they fired a man. They still have no manager a week before. I mean, like, this is just a clown show. I think the GM's name is John Henry. No, 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 no. That's the owner, I think. Oh, of the Red Sox? Is it? Well, Bloom no. is the GM now. So, wh- whoever the G- Henry the owner, Bloom, I think. Who, the, the, the Okay, the front, the front office of the Boston Red Sox, in my opinion, gave away the season in my I, – I, I really do. Yeah, I they punted the season. You, you basically let go – your best player – he is the owner. He's okay. The owner. All right. Um, so I, I, like I said, you know what? Trading Maeda to the Twins—that's a huge get for the Twins. They definitely, that badly. absolutely. They they fill a huge void they tried to do in the off season. They finally did it a week before pitchers and catchers report. Um, I will say, the Dodgers are a force to be reckoned with once again. Adding this bat to their lineup, Mookie Betts is going to thrive. In Los Angeles, he's going to thrive in that lineup. And my opinion, he'll probably bat what between either second, between second, third, and cleanup. In my opinion, yeah, I actually did tweet out the projected lineup before. We can do that. And also, I want to say Luis Ref- Reg Fio is the guy that the um, 
Dodgers are getting. He's an infielder. He had limited time last year. Seven homers, around 38 RBIs, just 1.6 wins above replacement, hit 238. And he's going to be – he's not really going to play much for the Dodgers, I don't think. So that's going to – we're going to have to see what they do with him and everything that happens with that. 33 ribbies. But he is just um, 22 years old, I believe. So he's going to be – He's going to be hot. He's a good get for the Dodgers for depth infield purposes or whatever. They obviously see some value in him, but I also think they dumped Peterson to the fact that they wanted space for bets. Obviously, they're comfortable with AJ Pollock, who I think is much better than Jock Peterson if he's healthy. I really think Jock is very overrated. I have thought that for a while. I don't get the fascination with him. He's really an all or nothing guy. He doesn't really get a lot of RBIs. He had 36 homers, 74 RBIs last year. I mean, some of that's because he's a leadoff hitter. I mean, 3.3 wins above replacement. I mean, he's all right. He just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, uh, doesn't really do it for me either. I mean, the Angels getting Jock Peterson, uh, they it's definitely good for them. yeah, it does adds another uh, bat to their lineup, another outfielder for them to go with Trout. Uh, but you know, I think Jock Peterson in a way fell. Um, in my opinion, I don't think he is as good as he was back in no, the day. No, he's never gonna live up to that hype and no. what they thought he was gonna be. No, so. Um, I, you know, I mean, the they they just in my opinion, the Dodgers did this just because they got an outfielder, so they need mm-hmm. to dump one. Yeah. So you know, I get it worked out for both parties. So. Yeah, and I think Stripling's a good pickup for the Angels. They desperately needed pitching help, and he will slide in that starting rotation. Last year, he was four and four. He spent time starting in the bullpen mainly, though, because the Dodgers' rotation was so deep. He threw ninety innings, around ninety three strike ninety three strikeouts, ERA of three four. He was very solid. Now, we look at this Dodgers lineup. This one I'm seeing here, who knows how they're going to end up doing this. I've already seen a million different configurations of it, but this one has Betts batting first, which I could see. Or I think he'll either be third or first somewhere or back-to-back with Ballinger. But this one has him first playing right field. Max Muncy, he's batting second playing first base. Justin Turner batting third playing third base. Cody Ballinger, the MVP, batting fourth in center field. A.J. Pollock batting fifth in left field. Corey Seager, six is shortstop, who I think is due for a good season. I think last year he was, he was kind of recovering from the injury. I expect a great season from Seager this year. Will Smith's a very under-the-radar player for them. I think he's ascending as one of the better catchers in the game right now. He's very young, a lot of promise. He did well last year. He's batting seven now. Batting eighth is the second baseman, highly touted prospect, who was off-limits in these talks. Gavin Lux will be batting eighth at second base. So I'm very curious to see what he has. But from top to bottom, I don't see any holes in this line at all no there isn't it's great this this is an all-star lineup it's phenomenal it's a world series worthy they're the world lineup, series favorites and it's going to, to make be, it in the end it's going to be interesting to see how this goes yeah so i'm sure you're in agreement with me that dodgers are world series favorites at this point yeah that's a fair statement i would say that's to extremely ma- accurate to represent the national league yep so we look at what mookie Betts brings to this team last year in a down year and i'm saying this is a down year 6.8 wins above replacement 29 homers hit 295 with 80 rbis that's a down year too yeah that is a down year <laughs> coming from um 346 in 2018 yeah for, that's um and the MVP, yeah, yeah, he just had it was just a he just had a down year. The whole Red Sox team had a down year, mm-hmm. so you know I think that he's going to bounce back definitely, and you're going to see great things from Mookie Betts. He's a great player. Yeah, Dodger, Do- Dodger fans are going to absolutely love this guy. 
Definitely. I don't see why they wouldn't. He's going to be the heart and soul of their team. He's going there to win. He wants his contract. So he's a free agent. He'll be he'll be busting it. Will the Dodgers get, be able to work out something long-term? That's going to be an interesting layer to this. And then David Price, the elephant in the room also. 7-5 and five last year. He was hurt. He spent some time on the injured list. Just two wins above replacement for him. And like we said, he's playing half of this. He's going to slot in around the three spot in the Dodgers rotation, I would say. How do you feel he could do with the Dodgers? We know his postseason struggles are well documented. He's 5-9 and nine with an ERA of 4-6, so he's not a good playoff pitcher at all. We're not making it up. There's a large sample size. It's not fluky. The guy does not pitch well in the playoffs. That's just a fact. Well, uh, in my opinion, uh, I think David Price lost it. I don't think he is what he used to be. Oh, no, not at all. I think that... He'll be serviceable. I love this word, serviceable. You do use that a lot. He'll be serviceable with the Dodgers. I don't think you're going to get an all-star out of him. I think you'll get an, a decent arm who could give you a few innings. I, I ju- That's that two wins above replacement is just pathetic. Well, he was banged up, too. I, I understand he's banged up, but you know what? He still lost a step. I, I, yeah, I, he did. He and did. the money he's getting paid, I don't think he's worth. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Absolutely not. At, oh, not. not at all. That contract. I feel like, that, I feel like the Dodgers took this. Just to get bets. I think this yeah. was just a throw in. They said, you want bets, you have to take this, and they yeah. said, fine. And they also didn't have to give up Gavin Lux or Jeter Downs or Justin May or either Tony Gosselin. <laughs> These are guys that the Red Sox all coveted, and they were off limits. Price was an offsetter. You're 100% right. I think he will, he will contribute to this team, and he will be great in the regular season. Come playoff time, you better hold your breath when it comes to David Price. Just, uh, That's all I'm going to say. Uh, uh, when it comes to the postseason, why don't you just sit him down? Just if, Only use him in an emergency. Actually, not in an emergency. Or out of the if bullpen, maybe. If you're up... <clears throat> Excuse me, if you're up a bunch of runs, then you could bring him in. Yeah, so he pitched 22 games last year, but only 107 innings. Yeah, he just didn't have it last year. You're you're right. I mean, if we're being realistic about the situation. No, he's, he he I know the injuries took a toll, but he was just I, I'm not a, I'm not sold on him. I think no, he, me he hasn't been good in years in my opinion. And this is what the problem is with the Red Sox. Price is the main reason why they're here now. That contract was terrible. They needed a way out of it, and this is what this was the only way to get out of it was to attach Moogie Betts. And they're still paying for him too. Just like the, just like you've seen this done in sports before, you attach a bad contract with a good asset to get some to get decent value in yeah. return, but and also, the Chris Sale contract was horrible, and you know that I said that was a mistake as soon as it was signed. Right when you signed, I literally you, said this you is going to blow you up You said in their this face. is a big mistake. And he and, and what did he do last year? He missed Nothing. most of the season. He was ineffective, so I was right with that so far. Five for 150. It's just hamstringing them right now. He's not going to be worth it either. And Nathan Navaldi, that was a huge overpay. Oh, my God. Talk about one season making a contract. That's what the Red Sox did with him. Yeah, that that contract, that's, that's coming back to bite them in the ass. Definitely. So all this stuff that's happened has led to this point now yeah. that they're ta- they're strapped against the tax. They don't want to go over the luxury tax. So the guy Bloom from Tampa Bay was bought in here to do one job. It was to get the team under the luxury tax, and he did it. Is it painful? Will the Red Sox fans like it? Probably not, but he did what he was told to do. So now, now the real work begins. How's he going to fix this mess? Uh, he's got – this is – He's he's the architect, and he better have a good blueprint to build something. Because I'll tell you what, uh, you just traded away your best tool. 
That's what you did. Yeah. You got rid of your best tool, and now you got to work with dull asset, dull tools, in my opinion. And now you got to try to sell that to the fan base that you're still trying to Which, compete. by the way, is pissed off. Yeah, and they're, the Red Sox fans are not happy at all. I haven't seen check one. Red, check Twitter. Oh, they're going crazy. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, Carabas, I'm sure, is having a great time right now. But um, I'm sure... Actually, he, he shoot some shade at us before, but whatever. Who cares, honestly? So, Verdugo had 3.1 wins above replacement and just 343 at-bats. He was better than I even realized, honestly. 12 homers, he hit 294, 44 RBIs, four stolen bases. Verdugo has some ability, he has some pop, and he was highly touted. He was a top pick, I believe. I'm trying to get his credentials, and we're going to go through the Red Sox lineup, what it looks like, because their lineup is actually not bad. I looked at it before. It's still very deep and good, but the problem is their pitching staff, and we didn't even talk about this. First of all, they've made no moves. Their bullpen's still a train wreck, and how's that getting any better? And now their starting pitchers behind Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez are laughable. Every single one of them from three to five are huge question marks. It's it's a problem, definitely a problem. They, I feel like they definitely needed to address the rotation and bullpen because their bullpen is complete trash, and they <laughs> yeah, did I'll not say. do that. So. That's one thing, you know, you get rid of your best asset. Why don't you just try to go get some bullpen arms and and try to get a pitch? It, it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. The Red Sox, you know, because they were so strapped and all that, this was just a huge, huge problem. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get out of their own no, way in this no. situation. No. So Verdugo was a second-round pick in 2014. He's very, he's highly touted. I think they they did okay. I mean, what do you think of the return with Price being attached? Like, how do you view it for the Red Sox? Like, what they got back? Uh, I think they should have gotten a little bit more, in my opinion. Probably, I think right? They got, they got cash considerations? Is that? Or well, is the they, dot- get, they get half the contract relief, okay. but they still have to pay for half of it. Yeah. They get the outfield of Verdugo, who's going to take Betts' spot, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they get the pitcher from Minnesota, who has a lot of upside. He did actually play in AAA last year briefly, but not only pitched like five innings, I think. like hasn't. Been, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up making the big club, especially with like how bad their pitching situation is right now. So I think they at least got two pieces, and the fact that the price contract's in it kind of ruins the trade for me. So like it's hard to judge it because the price was involved. I don't yeah. know. I, I just I think for I Mookie, think it gets a C though or B minus at best. Though honestly, I'm giving it a C plus because at I, th- best, probably, I think that's fair for Mookie Betts for a franchise player like Mookie Betts, and that's what he is—a franchise player. You need to give a lot more than what they did. I think the Red Sox got hosed, in my opinion. Oh, that's a fair take. And the only other thing I'll say is that he was only one year left in his deal. That was the other problem. Should they have done this sooner? Maybe should this have been done last yeah, year? Yeah, they, they could have worked out an extension too, and could have gotten more. And they could the Dodgers in the Dodgers instance, they could have worked out an extension, and he'd be wrapped up long term. He's young, and the Red Sox could have gotten something better. He came off an MVP year. If they traded him last year, they could have got a huge haul. Well, they wouldn't do that because well, they won the World Series, but, like, I get what you're saying. I just don't under— I, At the trade deadline, it was talked about. I remember yeah, no, it was I know. somewhat talked about. I know. And they probably should have now looking back on it, you would yeah, say. Yeah, they should have, exactly. So, yeah, we'll check. let's check out their line. Let's see the Red Sox situation. Also, I, I made a question on Twitter that I'm sure you caught attention of, and I believe this wholeheartedly. The Red Sox are finishing fourth in the AL East. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, they, yes, they are. <laughs> That's just a fact of life. I'm sorry. I mean, Tampa Bay is obviously better than them. They were better than them last year, so that's not going to change, I don't think. And then 
Toronto is very scary. Do not sleep on the Blue Jays. I think that they can win 80-plus games, and I don't see the Red Sox being over 500. No, no, they're not. They're going to be under. They're way under 500. I know they... um, I'm going to check this stuff. It's just... uh, No, they're going to be a very, very bad team. It's going to be a very, very long season for the Boston Red Sox. So, fans, brace yourself. Okay, yeah, you got to listen. Oh, my God, look at this rotation right now. And it's, all right, so lineup for the Red Sox. This is actually formidable still. Alex Verdugo is going to lead off. All right, we already talked about him. Devers actually had a great year last year. He's going to be batting second for them. Benintendi, third. He had a down year, but I expect a little bit better from him. Bogarts is, is very good offensively. I don't expect that to change. J.D. Martinez is J.D. Martinez, so he rolls out of Betty. He's going to hit you 40 in the 100, probably hit yeah. 300 average, so I yeah. wouldn't worry about him too much. Michael Chavis is an interesting guy. They have him slated to play second. He's played first. He's played third. So I want to see what happens with him. He's going to bat sixth. Mitch Moreland's not too bad for a seven-hitter. He's pretty consistent. Vasquez, that catcher, actually showed some pop last year batting eighth. And Jackie Bradley's just lost at the plate. So he's batting ninth. He's there for defense. And yeah. he has a bad contract, too. So that's another issue they have. But we look at the starting rotation and bullpen. This is where things get bad. So you have Chris Sale, the ace, if he can even stay healthy for a full season. That remains to be seen. Then we got Eduardo Rodriguez, who really stepped up last year, and he's going to be huge for him this year. He's going to have to be. He's their second starter now. Then Nathan Avaldi is their third starter, and we know what his history is like. Uh, yeah, we all know what definitely his history is like. Uh, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. He gets injured. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't know what you're gonna get. Everything from him. you just said about the Boston Red Sox is just—it's just not a good team. It's just not. I know. <laughs> I know. JD Martin, like you said, JD Martinez is JD Martinez. But other than that, in my opinion, I don't think it, I, you lose. Like we could talk about this all the time. Mookie Betts out of that lineup, you're losing a lot of production, mm-hmm. even though he had a down year. And I don't think. And you know what? With these guys. They're just they're gonna win game, some games, not the games you need to win, in my opinion. I don't oh, trust. No, I don't think so any either. Of the, the, minus JD Martinez, I don't think I trust anybody on this lineup, in my opinion. Well, I would trust well, Devers and Bogarts. Well, probably. well, yeah. Well, I always forget about Bogarts. I forget. Um, and Benintendi still, he's even though last he, year was down. Yeah, he's it's, a pain in our side. Don't worry, no Benintendi. Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, with the um. Red Sox, it's it's a problem. I think that the pitching and bullpen is going to be a massive problem. I think that's where when they when those when the starting pitching has to go to the bullpen, you're in trouble because you could hit that bullpen bad. Oh, we haven't even gone to that yet. Listen to these four and five starters. You want a good laugh? Martin Perez is their fourth starter. He had an ERA over five last year. And that's their fourth starter. And he pitched 165 innings, so it's not a small sample size or anything. You can't even use that argument here. Hector Velasquez is their fifth starter. He also had an ERA over five, although he only pitched 56 innings. So they're going to have to hope he has some untapped potential. But I wouldn't count on it by any means. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and you look at this bullpen, it's just an absolute train wreck. I mean, Workman, Barnes, and Brazier are about the only three guys I think are even halfway decent, and they're nothing like lights out. They're just like serviceable almost. Like they're above average, I would say. <coughs> Workman, Barnes, 
and Brazier. Brazier Barnes is probably their best guy, and Embry's not bad either. Then you got Colton Brewer, Darson Hernandez, Austin Bryce, Marcus Walden, Josh Taylor. Who are they? I don't even know these guys. Uh, I've never even heard of these guys. <laughs> they're, they're just nobodies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and their farm system's horrible. That's another thing that Bloom was brought in to do, to fix their farm system. It's not like you could say they have help down in the pipeline, really. They have no help at all, except I guess the guy they just traded for, he might help them, but... We're not even being biased here. This is just not a good baseball team. No, it's not. I don't see how anyone thinks they can make a wild card run. It's laughable to me. It's a terrible baseball team. They're, they're, <laughs> they went from winning the World Series in 2018 to not making the playoffs in 2019 to now just being a, a laughingstock. This, the Red Sox organization, everyone knows they pride themselves on excellence and all that. And, you know, their fans are true. I, I, I can't knock their fans. They're very passionate. No, I'm not going to knock the fans here. But now, I will say I feel, something funny in a I, second. I feel for them. This, this is a problem. This is, you give, <laughs> everything that has transpired within the past 24 hours, if you're a Boston Red Sox fan, you wants you, you to literally jump off a cliff and just <laughs> a swan dive. <laughs> Damn. So we look at the Dodgers rotation, the other side of this. Okay, first of all, Kershaw's not ahead of Bueller. Whoever wrote this is completely wrong. That's you're, you can't, you're living in the past. So Bueller's first. I don't care what anyone says. Kershaw's second, Price third. Then you're looking at Alex Wood four. Julio Urias is the five. He still has some potential. They want to see more from him. Dustin May will be in the mix as well. Great prospect, the ginger. And then Gosselin also will be in the mix. So their starting rotation's great. The only thing that concerns me with the Dodgers is their bullpen. Their bullpen leaves a lot to be desired for me. Yeah. And can we Jansen's lost it? Um it's uh yeah. It's um their bullpen definitely is a problem. Uh I do agree Jansen has lost a step. For sure. Um I think that that that's the one weakness of this Dodger team is their bullpen. Yeah. So if you want to beat the juggernaut, get them to their bullpen. Yeah, get the starting pitchers out. Get, get them out the and get to the bullpen. And I'm not going to get too crazy into this. Yankees-Dodgers, if they play in the World Series, the Yankees' bullpen it would be such an advantage over the Dodgers' bullpen. Yeah, I agree. I also think if Paxton's healthy, their starting rotation's better. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And the lineups are very close. It's hard very, to very, say. Very I'm not, similar. I'm not even going to pick one right now, but if I wasn't being unbiased, I might even lean Dodgers, to be honest, because Betts oh, wow. and Bellinger, like, together, I don't yeah, know. How do you, yeah, how do you defend I mean, that? It's yeah. crazy. I mean, Yankees still got Stan and Judge if they play up to their potential, but Bellinger and Betts don't strike out as much. So Belly, Bellinger will here and there. But, you know, that's, that's just fun stuff for later. That's a long ways away. Who even knows if we'll get to that point. Hopefully Yankees make it. Dodgers not as concerned with for that's, obvious reasons. That's, that's definitely a, dis- a topic of discussion way down the road in the season. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll make our season picks and everything, but that's not on this show. No, 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 no. No, we got some time. All right, so we're going to wrap up our trade talk, and then we'll get to other stuff. So winners and losers besides the Dodgers. And Dodgers winner, obviously. Red Sox major loser here. So maybe long term it's probably helps them, but for next season, no, not at all. No. Uh, I think the Twins definitely got to win with that pitcher. What definitely. do you think about Angels? Angels getting Jock Peterson? Ah. You know what? They, re- they add another bat and another outfielder to help them out, but you know what? 
I, like I said, I think Jock Peterson, he's, sir, he's he's good, but he's not what he used to be. You remember no. when he was on top of the world back yeah, then? And he's and just, that, that he fell half, off the face yeah. of the earth. He never lived up to it. No, no, he didn't. I think no. I'll give the Angels a dub because they finally got a starting pitcher, which we've been harping about for all offseason. Ross Triplin, but it's not an impact guy. I mean, he's, no. he's better than Bundy and Tehran, though, so they're, make, they're making progress, I guess, but it's not what they need still. No. So that's our take on the trade. We're going to cut to commercial break. We're going to get to some Yankees talk. We're gonna, Greg Bird's resurrected. Curtis Granderson retired. A couple other small things, and we'll be on our way. Stay tuned, everyone. What's up, GT fans? Have you followed our social media pages yet? Follow our Instagram and Twitter pages at GT Sports Talk 2, where we provide your all access pass to everything sports. Once again, that's at GTS Sports Talk 2. Now back to the studio. So we are back, everyone. And before we move forward, I just got to get a parting shot on the Betts trade. I just find it hilarious. This Red Sox fam was tweeting me they won't trade Betts, they won't trade Betts. And I was saying, actually, you remember this tweet? And I was trying to find this. I'm so pissed I cannot find this one. Remember when Alex Cora got fired? And I'm like, imagine if Cora gets fired and Betts gets traded. And yeah. then that made a bunch of headlines and stuff. Yeah, I and do. I, w- I couldn't find it, though. I wanted to quote it and be like, I, w- I knew it or something. Like, here it is. Like, it happened. But it was too far back and I, too many tweets. I couldn't dig it up. I'm actually kind of upset about it. But the basis of this story is that Someone said that, oh, bets won't get traded. Red Sox aren't trading bets. I got them I mentioned so many times. And joke's on them because he got traded. Yep. Yeah, now he's gone. <laughs> so now joke's on you. Haven't seen, haven't heard from that person since. I wonder why. Yeah. Nah, I do wonder why. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Red Sox fans are in a rough spot right now. But we transition. Nicholas Castellanos was a big move we haven't talked about yet. Four years, $64 million from the Cincinnati Reds. And we both got our predictions wrong. You said you would did. go back. I, I said did. Giants or Rangers. Reds emerged out of nowhere. And then once I saw they were in it and they kind of like were serious about it, I kind of started to realize that it was a possibility. Yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Reds definitely won that sweepstakes. And they're getting a great outfielder, a great bat for their team. The Reds are, like, we've talked about this many times. They're a sleeper team. Yeah, They're a very I'm, good team, and dude, he makes them so much better. Yeah, let me just tell you, I am fully buying the Red stock right now. I am all in on the Cincinnati Reds team. In fact, I even said yesterday, and you might call me crazy, I think they can win the division. No, I don't I don't think you're crazy. Some people do, but... I, I think that, that's, a, that's a good take, you know... This signing of Castellanos is definitely going to help them out. He could, he, this guy could play. Mm-hmm. He's still, he's a great player, and they got a great outfielder and a great hitter. Yeah, I mean, his defense could leave some work to be desired, but it doesn't matter. He's going to make this lineup so much deeper. Twenty-seven homers, he hit two ninety, and he had how many RBIs here? Seventy-three total. But he had a down year with the Tigers. He was horrendous with the Tigers. Listen, to the, look at these splits, and this should make Red fans happy because. Great American Ballpark is a great hitter's ballpark, and he tore up Wrigley Field, and this field might even be easier than Wrigley Field. So listen to these splits. 11 homers, 37 RBIs, and 400 at-bats with the Tigers, and he hit just 273. He goes to Chicago, getting 212 at-bats. So basically, happy at-bats. He hit 16 homers, 36 RBIs, and it's 321. What changed? It, <clears throat> what changed? Yeah. 
uh, he got to a different ballpark and got away from Kumarica. <laughs> yeah. Because Kumarica, is he the one who said yep, that? What was it? What he was he like, I hate this place. This sucks. Like, how are you supposed to hit here, basically? He basically it's, it's trashed it. It's a pitcher's it. ballpark. He basically trashed it, and rightfully so, because I've been there before. That place is ridiculously big. Like, I don't I don't understand how you're supposed to hit in there, honestly. It's suited for pitchers so much. Like, every dimension's massive at that place. Center field is like 420 at one point. I don't know if it still is, but that it's crazy. So Castellanos rips it up at Wrigley Field, and now he has a great chance to do that with the Reds. And I'm just want—I want to go through the Reds lineup right now because this is absolutely ridiculous. And okay, people are saying the Reds aren't ready; they haven't won in a while. All right, fine, they haven't. But look at what's happened around the division. The Cubs have gotten no better, and they have issues with Chris Bryant, like we've yeah. talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And they lost Cole Hamels; they haven't really added anything of significance. The Cardinals took a step back. They basically lost their outfield with Jose Martinez and Marcelo Zuna and haven't really replaced them. The Brewers have basically got rid of half their team. So why can't the Reds win this division? I have no idea. But I do think that the Reds will. I do agree with you. How can't they? That's what I meant. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea. How can no, I get no, I get it. Yeah, like they have a good shot. I they think. do. They, I really they, think this, so. This line, you when you showed me this lineup and just how deep this team it's really surprising, is. Surprising, honestly. They, they, you wouldn't think this. They're going to. They're uh, listen. When the Reds are doing well and we come on here and talk, give all everyone uh, remember yeah, this. Yes, just remember this. Yeah, you did say this. You did say this. So, <clears throat> how can't the Reds win the division? I think you know what. After seeing this, I, I, I do agree with you. I definitely think they can. Absolutely. Well, I, we have an issue. My phone died, of course. I'm That's, gonna, okay. I'm, That's okay. That's okay. We have mine charged. What, what do we got? <laughs> all right. Yeah, the phone issues all day. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Just Google Reds 2020 projected lineup and go on that sporting thing. It's perfect. We could even do the rotations and bullpen, which are low-key good, honestly. No one realizes how good the Reds' rotation is either. And, yes, even Sonny Gray I'll put in that, honestly. Which one is it? Okay, it's going to be this one. Okay. All Here right. we go. So, here's, would you want me to uh, read it off? Yeah, go ahead. Go for the lineup, one through nine. Okay. So, leading off is outfielder, is it Shogo? That's the new guy they Akiyama. signed. That, that's the new guy they signed yep. from Japan. I think he's a pretty good mm-hmm. player, honestly. That, I don't know how to say his name exactly yeah, that, right. So me too. <laughs> Forgive me, guys. I'm yeah, sorry. We're sorry. Shogo Ikeyama. I'm yes, gonna say. I hope that's right. Um, batting second. Oh, reliable Joey Votto. Yeah. He's so good. I think he could have a bounce back. A lot of people think he's on a decline, which he is, which <clears> is fair. But with all this protection and these new guys he has yeah. behind him, I think you could see him hit a steady 300. The power won't be there. Like, that's gone. You're not going to see this, the old Votto. But he could maybe get 90 RBIs, give you, like, 20 homers, hit around 300. I wouldn't be too surprised yeah. if that happens. Yeah. So, batting third is... Is it Eugenio Suarez? Oh, this guy's legit. He had 50 homers 30, last year, 30, close to 50 homers 37 last year. homers, 92 ribbons. This is what wow. they're projecting. Oh, project. Okay. But that's um, easily capable. He might even get okay. more than that. Um, bat- clean up. Moose, Mike Moustakis. Yes, wow, I forgot that. Adam Moustakis as well. He's going to play second for them. It's a great pickup, and we all know what he can do. Batting fifth, Nick Castellanos. Castellanos, we've touched on, and he's going to be great there. Sixth is... Aristides 
Aquino. Oh, he's really good. That's the rookie they had last year who was popping out homers like crazy. They're projecting 38 home. Wow. They, Dude, damn, that guy this, could do this it. This lineup's going to be popping. This is like the, it's almost like the big red machine, believe it or not, like mm. when the back in the day. Seventh is Freddie Galvis. That's that, shortstop. That's not bad. I mean, he's he's he actually had his best offensive season last year. And Wait, with all this protection, he's their, their projected catcher is Tucker Barnhart. Really? Yeah, yeah that's their catcher. That's the only thing you that's can look the at, down, I guess. In my opinion, that's the... Uh, That's he, the only thing to look at. He's he's been a glorified backup his whole career, right? I think I don't know too much. I mean, but, we can no, try he, to check maybe, a little maybe, bit. Maybe, but maybe, click on him, can, see what it says. But like, maybe he. Uh, but it's okay, honestly. The catcher spot's one of the weakest spots in baseball. A lot of teams have this issue. The <laughs> yeah. Reds one through seven is stout, even Freddie Galvis, and they have depth on that bench too. I'm pretty sure you can look at the bench also. Does it say anything on it? Hold on one second. I think if you look at the stats from 2019, you might be able to pull something up. Um, Let's see here. It just has the projected um starting pitchers on this. And oh. Then, oh, oh, bench. Sorry, guys. Um, well, so, yeah, I'm curious is on that so, bench. Nick's uh, Senzel. Oh, that, oh my God. that's Dude, that's ridiculous. He's under, I forgot about him, too. He's like highly touted prospect. He's not supposed to be in the bench. He's actually in the bench due to the fact they got Castellanos. Like he's pushed and, to the bench and now. Uh, it says that he's injured, but they also have uh, Jesse Winker. Yeah, he's pretty decent. Josh Van Meter. That, I don't know who that Phillip is. Philip Irvin. I don't know him either. Curtis Casali. Travis not. Jankowski. Kyle Farmer. And Mark Payton. Hmm. Well, I mean, with the two guys, Winker and um, Stenzel are a great option, especially Stenzel. He shouldn't even be a bench player, honestly. They'll end up using wow. him at times. I mean, yeah, that, they have a stout lineup. Look but at this pitching rotation. Yeah, let's go through the rotation All right, now. so they're, they're, their ace is Sonny Gray. Or Castillo. I would say yeah. Castillo. They're Trevor Bauer, they have uh, Luis Castillo. Bauer is going to have a bounce back this season. I'm telling everyone that will listen. No well, one, A lot of people don't like him, and they think he's quirky. He's weird. He's, he does some stuff that's questionable, I guess. But I think he's funny. He interacts with fans. He gives an inside look at stuff. But he did not pitch well with the Reds last year. That's the bottom line. But I'm telling you, this year he's going to be good. Man. Uh, Wade Miley and Anthony Discalfani, and they also have Tommy Male too. And these guys are good at the bottom of the rotation. Like they're serve, they're they're good at the as four and five options. Yeah. They're, so and, the, and their bullpen's pretty solid too, actually. Their closer is Rossiel and Iglesias. Iglesias. He's yeah. solid. Their setup is Michael Lorenzen. He's pretty good. Amir Garrett. <laughs> Amir Garrett's a man, dude. He literally took on the whole Pirates team. <laughs> He's the most savage guy in the MLB. Pedro Strope. Yeah. Tyler. Was it Mal? Oh, yeah, Mal? that's the guy I was talking about. He might end up getting spot starts, too. Robert Stevenson, Lucas Sims, Sal Romano, Cody Reed, and Jose DeLeon. Yeah, so, I mean, the Reds are legit. I'm buying their stock right now. Not bad. Not, I'll tell you this. I didn't realize how good this lineup is. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah, you were right. That's what I'm saying. Like, no one realizes what these guys are going to do. But I'm telling you, they're going to be in it. And that pitching staff is good enough. Or to to win them games as well. So, Reds are going to have a great season, I think. Remember last season, I said Rays to make the playoffs. Some people thought it was silly, and they made it. But that's besides the point. So, we'll move on from that. Anything else that's caught your eye since the, over the last two weeks around baseball since we – I mean, Greg Bird signed with Texas. We, yep. we can talk about that quickly, I We're, guess. Yeah, we can talk about that quickly. That's something – you know, there was a uh, – 
video posted of Greg Bird hitting and uh, taking batting practice. He seemed pretty angry. He's beefed up, too. Yep. He looks a little bit bulkier he these does. days. He bulked up. He signed with the Rangers, and I believe it's a minor league deal. He's getting a camp invite, so. We'll see how we'll see how that goes for him. But you know what? All, you know what? Good luck how in um in Texas. We'll see how that goes. But you know what? That I, I wonder if he if he makes the team for Texas, in your opinion, let me ask you this. You think he could really produce? You know, if he stays healthy. It's so great. I don't even know, honestly. Like, I was going to ask you, do you think he actually has a shot to make it? Um, I, I think maybe he could be like a bench player, maybe. Yeah, he's not going to he, start. He's not a starter. No, he's but not going to start. The problem no. with him is we all know this. Injuries. His injuries. That's, all, he's a, that's the he, story of his you, career. You want to look up the uh, definition of tin man in a dictionary? That's Greg Burke's pitcher is right there. Oh, my God. You're not wrong. But th- I want to thank you for 2017. That playoff game, that solo shot, I was lucky enough to witness down 2 out of the Indians off Andrew Miller. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. It was a beautiful moment. Other than that, fortunately, he didn't do anything really, but – <laughs> I had to show up for that at least. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the memory. Gr- yeah, the, <laughs> I said the, memory yesterday. The, the we very memory? limited memories you gave us. <laughs> My God. So we and then all right. So we look at the Yankees non-roster invites, and I would have had the whole list of my phones in die, but. Three guys that stand out to me. It's Acevedo, who's battled injuries at times. He has high velocity. He could potentially make this Yankees. Oh, you know what? Actually, we got to talk about this pitching staff with the packs and stuff. But Hale could be a dark horse to make the team. He got a non-roster invite. Chris Iannetta, I think, can end up winning the backup job over Kyle Higakiocha, or however you say. I always call him Higgy. But do you think who do you think will be the backup catcher opening day? Iannetta. You, you're with me on this? Yep. I think I know he's going to take that job by storm he as has, well. It, it's, it's, you know what, Higgy, whatever the guy's name is, Higgy, I'm just going to call him Higgy Osha. I'm going to call him Higgy too. <laughs> yeah. um, listen, I've seen him play. He's okay. He's, uh, you got to go. Okay, you yeah. got to go with the veteran on this one, Ianetta. And the guy still has some left in the tank. Unless definitely. if he's completely lost yeah. and he like doesn't have it if anymore. If he can't hit and he's striking out, he's he's not playing well, Get just have yeah. Higgy play then. Well, then you got Kratz and Tolley to see if they could do anything. But uh, who knows, honestly. But the Yankees, in my opinion, they aren't stolen Higgy. They have three guys ready to take his spot potentially. He's out of options. That's the thing. So they can't send him down. It's either see you later or he's a backup catcher. There's no in between. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, I so agree. now we got to get to the pack some injury. <sighs> Brother. Before the season even starts, before I even get down to Tampa, which, yes, I'll be down there in a little less than two weeks, and I can't wait. At the end, I'll talk more about that. But Paxton, Paxton, Paxton. Why? Yeah, it, well, I could t- it's, it's very unfortunate, and I could confirm now the cyst was on his back. Okay. So this back, sir, removing this cyst from his back is a three to four. We said this earlier, three to four months. March, April, May, June. So he's scheduled to come back in June. So My listen, God. this is we said this earlier. This right now is is not good for the Yankees. You know, no, it's not good the at thing, all. The thing is with this, and I I will say is that I'd rather have him get the surgery now than if we're in the season and we need to win games and we need him down the stretch. He can't play because of this. But that's the only thing. My only thing is. 
when did this happen? Why couldn't this be done sooner? Did this just come up? Like, why did it that, take so that, long? That's that, my question. That's that's the no news on that came up, but I all I saw was that it needed to be done, and he did it now. I agree. If 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 we find out that he could have done this a month or two ago, I'm I'm gonna be pretty pissed. Because yeah. what are you doing for the past two months sitting around? You could have got this surgery you three to four months. Okay. It's November, December. You could have been back for maybe more April. If you're gone a few starts in April, we'll we'll be fine. Yeah, I understand. I mean, but but if we find out that this is something that could have been taken care of months ago, this is February fifth. That that to me is in a way in a way disrespectful and laziness that you could have you you pushed it off to this till February a week before. Pitchers and catchers report down in Tampa, and you wait till now. I don't. I if I hear that news, I next show I will go off. We need Paxton. We need the big maple. The, and I said this earlier, and Julian, you agree with me. The signing of Garrett Cole now is huge for us. Mm-hmm. Imagine right now if we did not get Garrett Cole, I we would, would be, be dist- screwed. I would be distraught right now. I'd be screwed. You would hear me, even though we're trying to clean up and don't really do the courtesy yeah. anymore. No, you no, would hear, oh, no, no, you no, would no, hear the courtesy if the, there was no Cole It would no be extremely right explicit, definitely, between the both of us. <laughs> like, we're, we're lucky and fortunate the Yankees sacked up when and got him while we were out there. It's still, it's still crazy to me. Thank God, though, honestly, because if this happened without him, we would really be a, up a creek without a ladder to start the season. So now we have to look at how this affects everything else so realistically i expect paxton back best case scenario i'm going to say around memorial day early june i don't think it's they're not going to rush him i don't see him coming back early may or mid-may i think you're going to see late may or early june at best in my in my thinking do you how do you feel about that timetable what do you think what about, do you think is realistic? Of his for retirement? Paxton? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say middle of May, early June. Okay. That's, I'm, that's I'm my closer, estimate. I'm closer to early June, but I respect that. So Paxton is now out for a while. Yes. So that means Severino now becomes a second starter. And we need to hope he doesn't get injured because last year he barely pitched. Knock on wood. So, yeah, he got hurt in spring training last year. And this kind of reminds me of the Seve situation. I don't know the whole details yet. But Seve put it off. He could have probably handled his stuff sooner, couldn't get the MRI or whatever. And then they were real stuff that they didn't know before. Like, that was a whole mess. I don't. I do want more answers to this Paxton situation. A lot of speculation right now. I don't know enough to comment when this should have been done, if he waited or anything. I'm just curious. And on the next show, I feel we'll have a better understanding of yeah, that. Yeah, we least. will. So that'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. So now Severino's a second starter. I mean, okay, you could do worse. Tanaka's the third starter. All right, fine. No issue with that. But now this is where things get dicey. <clears throat> no, now we talked all offseason about the possibility of Trey and Jay Happ. Even now back, you can't. Even back at the winter meetings, getting some flexibility, maybe making another move. But here, now Jay Happ, he is in. He is locked in. He is ready to go. He is your fourth starter. He is not going anywhere. Nope. Nope. Now this injury, now we have to keep him, and we got to hope that he turns it around. Yes. For lack of better words. And could words. be at least above average or average at worst. Because yeah. last year he was garbage. 
God, he was straight God garbage. awful. Until the end where he actually had a 2-2 ERA in September in the playoffs, he actually pitched decently, but it was bad for a while. Hope If they change the ball, I think they'll help him too. The juice ball really seemed to hurt him. And a lot of times he had a lot of home, gave up a lot of homers that barely got out. Like He had a lot of outings that could have been better. He just like left a lot to be desired. He's now the fourth starter. So we're going to have to get behind him. He's not going to trade unless it's a deadline, hopefully, which I would still be in favor of if everyone's <laughs> back and healthy. Yeah. So the fifth start is where things now get really, really interesting. Montgomery, you would think, is the leader in the clubhouse, but he was spent most of last year injured. Then you have Michael King who's in the mix, but he was also injured. Then you have Delby Garcia, but I don't feel he's ready yet. No. Clark Schmidt's a dark horse who I actually forgot to mention before about the non-roster invites. He's actually ranked higher than Garcia, I think. Some people have him ranked higher than Delby, believe it or not. He was a, he's a former first-round pick as well. And then Loisica is in the mix, but you know how I feel about Loisica. I think you feel the same. How you feel? I feel the same way. The feeling's mutual, my friend. He's a bullpen guy. He's not a starting pitcher, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Keep him in the bullpen. He's not a starter. I, I will tell you this. Um, the in regards to the fifth starter, um, are you worried about it? How are you feeling? I mean, it, it is concerning, um, because if Paxton was there right now, our fifth starter would be. Hap. Yeah. Now, I'm, now, if if I'm a betting man, I'm gonna go with Montgomery. That's what I think too. I think it's the I think it's the smart thing to do. I think Cashman knows that. I think you gotta see what he's about. He is coming off of Tommy John surgery. That's what makes you nervous. So obviously. you gotta see what he's about. Give him a few. St- like I said, give him. Like I, I'll tell you this. Give him a few starts mm-hmm. in April. If he's not panning out, then make an adjustment. But. If it were me, I think going into spring training, I think going into week to opening day, I think going forward right now until the big maple is back from his injury, Jordan Montgomery will be the fifth starter. You know, I felt that he could have got the fifth even without this if Hap was traded, so I got to stand by it. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, he should get the fifth spot. Unless Michael King comes out and just impresses, just like goes crazy or oh, something. Oh, if that's the case, then absolutely. Or like Garcia is somehow way ahead of the curve, but he hasn't even established himself in AAA yet, so I doubt that's going to happen. It's either it's probably going to be Monty, honestly, unless he's just like not ready or something. I don't know. But will we open with Chad Green again? This is what we were hoping to avoid. That's always a possibility. Are we back into that boat now? I don't know. I don't know exactly at this point in time. I just don't. (laughs) A lot of stuff has to be determined. The spring training just got a whole lot more interesting, but not for the reasons we wanted it to be. Yeah. That's for sure. But we're here. We got to deal with it. Now it's reality. So that's we're going to have to see what happens with that. And another thing, I think it's somewhat interesting is that do you think I'm not, I don't think anyone thinks this, but do you think the Yankees will try to trade for a fifth starter? No, probably not. I don't right? think so. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Probably nah, not. I don't that's think that's so. a little outlandish. I mean, especially with the, all the money we have tied up already over the tax. I don't think they want to add much in salary at this point. Yeah. So, Oh, okay. Here we go. I hate to bring this up, but you know, who'd be useful right now? Who? Domingo Herman. He, oh Yeah. Well, I'm not going to – we don't need to get into his situation. Well, he made yeah. a big mistake. Yeah. Right now, if Domingo German wasn't in that situation, he would be our fifth starter and we would be fine. I wouldn't even be concerned, to be quite honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Because he had a great season I know, last year. I know, I know. I'm not condoning what he did. I'm just saying if that stuff didn't happen, he would be a good option and he would be the fifth starter, hands down, in my opinion, if 
none of that stuff took place, but it did. We have to deal with that as well, and it's deserved. The suspension's warranted. We don't know the full story. It's obviously not good. We won't see him till God knows when, probably some point in June there for Waukee, maybe even early July. So he's not going to bail us out in the Paxton situation, that's for sure. No, not at all. Not at all. I agree. So let's look at some minor stuff, and I'm curious to see what you think. We've talked about this off the air a few times. Wilmer Flores signs with the Giants. Good to see him land on his feet. Matt Joyce with the Marlins. That was another minor move. The Mar- the Mariners extended Marco Gonzalez, so that's a good move for him and them. And then now we look at the options left on the market, and I think you agree with me. And the Yankees lineup is missing a lefty bat still. How do you feel? You yeah. think that's overblown? We're, well, no, we we're, always, we're, we're always right-handed heavy. Of and, late. Yeah, we need more left-handed batters. I agree 100%. Especially in Yankee Stadium where you can, in left field, all you got to do is, is get nice contact and it's going out. So Yeah, I agree with that too. So how do you feel about Talkman and Ford? How do you feel their playing time is going to be this year? You think we'll see a lot of them because they're I, lefty bats and I they think, both have pops. So. I think that... Due to what they did last year, I think you will see some significant playing time from both, especially if uh, we got to hope that Stanton stays healthy. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. So I do believe that we will see them significantly due to their bats because they, they could do damage, definitely. Oh, for sure. I think you'll see more Talkman than Ford. I'm sure you Absolutely, 100%. Do you think that Luke Boyd has any pressure on him from Ford? Um, You know what? Luke Voigt, I feel took a, in my opinion, took a step back in twenty nine in twenty nine. Well, he's like an injured, but yeah, his, I get what you're but saying. But if he's fully healthy, you know what? You gotta ride the hot hand, and you gotta ride with him. So you gotta see what he's all about. And if he's not doing anything early on, see if what Mike Ford could do. Definitely, I think there's gonna be some situations where I Ford think, plays against a righty or something. Yeah, yeah, like no, that. no, they'll, they'll they'll switch it around like that. that yeah. I think that's a smart thing to do. Definitely, I think Talkman should honestly play more than Gardner. Honestly, I don't even think that's a hot take. He's just better. No, than it's Gardner not. He is point. better than Gardner, and I love his energy too. Very, very uh, fiery guy. I love it. Yeah, and his defense is great. And his defense is tremendous. Last year, he made a lot of great plays. That Robin Baltimore stands out to me. One of the better plays of the season. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. I forgot who it was against. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's great. I, I like love him. his attitude, too. Mm-hmm. I do. Remember when we got him from uh, Colorado? Yeah. And we were like, who is this? Scrub yeah. And what did he do? He shut us <laughs> both up. And then I was like, is this Luke Voigt? Then we called, started calling him Luke Voigt Jr. And yeah. things were getting fun. And he, he, he had a great stretch for about a month of baseball. He was actually up there with Mike Trout. It's not even a joke. Like, that's how good he was playing. Like, it was unbelievable, dude. Yeah. And another thing, he was a big loss for us under the radar last year towards the end of the season. I think he could have helped us out in that series against the Astros. Yeah. I, def- I agree, Especially too. Especially because Stanton was injured. We really could have used him absolutely but you know, he wasn't meant to be unfortunately um what do you think about wade i'm wade? curious how you feel about wade uh, you think he makes the team i think he's gonna make the team as a 26 man i i do too i think he definitely will he'll he'll, he'll make it by the skin of his teeth definitely yeah, I, think, I I can't wait to see the battles in camp. I really do. Yeah, and then I'm also going to break out the Anduhar camp. I want to see what different positions he's going to play. I want to see him left, first, third. I want to see if they do hey, it all the same day. Call him Mr. Versatility. He'll be anywhere you need him to play. But, <laughs> but Gio, how good is he going to play it, but, though? That's the problem. <laughs> that, that is a problem. Gio Urshela <laughs> is the third baseman going forward. That's what it seems to be right now. I don't think Anduhar is going to see much time at 30, either unless Gio falls off a cliff. So yeah. we're going to have to see about that. Um, that's a storyline to watch. For what other storylines do you think that we should be watching at camp? The position battles. 
I would say Ford and Ford. I, th- I think Gio I, I want to see competition for the fifth starting position. That's going to be huge. That's I, a big story yeah. now, bigger than ever. I want to see um, how Montgomery comes back in camp and how his arm looks after Tommy John. I want to see how Stanton's going to look fully healthy. I want to okay. see how Voight looks fully okay. healthy. I want to see this lineup that we've had fully healthy and watch us just rake that ball out of ballparks. We go up against the best pitchers, and they fear the Yankees. That's what I that, – that one thing in the off during camp I want to see is – Consistency. I want to see the young guys, Delvey Garcia. What's the other guy's name you said? Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt, thank you. I want to see Michael King. Michael All these guys. I want to see what they're about because this is the future. Yeah. I want to see the future. I'm a future guy. I like looking. I, you know, I'm actually. Uh, it's not about the past or anything. I, I'm a, I'm a right now type of guy, but I do want to see what the future holds for the Yankees. Oh yeah. Also, big topic now, especially with Montgomery and Paxton and everything. We got an extra spot open in the bullpen now. Yeah. Who do you think is going to round out that bullpen? So let's say Hap and Montgomery win it. Well, Hap's definitely that's not even the question. Obviously, let's say Montgomery wins a fifth starter. Then you got your five locks in the bullpen. Green, Sessa, Kaylee. Actually, six locks. Wow. Sessa, Green, Kaylee, Britton, Olivino, Chapman. You have six locks. Who do you think the two guys are that ends up in the bullpen? I'll give you mine. I think it's Michael King, and I think it's Wiseka. Uh Michael King, I'll agree with you. I do agree. And... Um... This is this just when you said that I'm thinking about this. I think King definitely and uh <clears throat> oh god. You know what? I'll just agree with you. I I I'll go with Luizica too. Yeah, I but think... but you know what? Luizica is a guy who could give you a few innings, so we That's need... what I mean, yeah. So yeah, I think that's fair. I also think Kale and Acevedo like we've talked about could be dark horses to get that spot cuz they're well, Acevedo hasn't played in the majors, but Hale has given us innings before. I actually saw him pitch up in Toronto after Gray got bodied, so that was fun. And he, Hale actually held it down, but we lost. Yeah. So, all right, we'll talk about – I've talked about this at length. Kipnis and Scooter Jeanette and Brock Holt, three lefty bats, infielders the Yankees could potentially maybe kick the tires on. Could they get a camp invite, even a minor league deal at this point? I want Scooter on a major league deal badly. I've been saying this for years. I still wanted this to happen. I think he has a lot left. I think he'd be a great lefty bat in the lineup. He could also play left field. He could play second base. He can move a little bit. He's got some pop. He hit for average when he wasn't injured after after not having a down year, but – in 2017, Jeanette was on was the man. 2018 was solid as well. Last year, he kind of fell off a cliff and was injured, but I would like to see him resurrect with the Yankees. I also think he'd be a good fit with the Cubs, honestly. I feel like they could use some help a little bit. Or, yeah. or Kipnis or Holt. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. I definitely agree with you about that, about the Cubs needing him, definitely. I think <clears throat> when you talk Scooter Jeanette, your boy, I think he makes a lot <laughs> of sense for so the Yankees. Badly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and all the analytics people were like, oh, he sucks. His defense isn't good. No, I just I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. I just want to see the Yankees sign him. Will they actually do it? That's what do you think? <laughs> There's any chances of the pipe dream at this point? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think that it's do it's possible for the Yankees. You never know. <laughs> I think that you know what he would be a great asset to the team. I really do. And That's, he's and he's yeah. gonna. I think that. You know what? I could see something happening maybe. Maybe Cashman within the next couple of days just you hear that the Yankees finally get him. 
I hope so, man. I really do. I'm just, if he signs another team, I'm going to be pissed. I don't care what team it is. I'm going to be tight. I'm going to be like, we should have signed this man. Because it's not like the money you would have to give him is going to be a lot at this point. It's going to be a low prove it deal, like one million, maybe well, one year, obviously, like maybe three to four million at most. If that, I mean, that's how low we're talking potentially. It's, but we'll have to see if the Yankees want to kick the tires or not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see within the next upcoming weeks. So what's going to happen from us going forward, we'll have a show next week to set up for spring training a little bit. Now we're really in baseball mode since football's over, and baseball and football's really what we do now for the most part. Although Bobby has his podcast that I'm going to talk about. He has his BTV podcast where he breaks down movies. He dropped three previews yesterday three episodes yesterday it's on anchor it's on spotify this is a part of gnt we're building branches here this is the first branch to gnt we're going to build the website it's going to be part of it everyone check it out his twitter handle it's btv podcast correct it's at podcast btv oh, podcast first i'm, okay. I'm gonna have to change that but i gotta figure out a way to change that because i don't i i have a better uh name for that definitely. okay all right well for the meantime you guys can get it there he's gonna make an instagram everyone it's on spotify it's, yep. it's on anchor you can search it it's good stuff i listened to it before he breaks down movies gives some oscar predictions kind of sets the tone for what he's gonna do and i think it's great because we've talked about branching out doing different things we want to expand the gnc family we even want to have some more people join us we've talked about this off the air before so we got to see. We want to get more mics. We want to get more guests on the shows and stuff. We got some enhancements to make. So that's what I'll, I, you want to add to this? Yeah. Um, everything Julian said is right. That's that's my uh, podcast at BTV. Um, it's, it's something I've been very passionate about for a while. I love sp- everyone who knows me. I love sports. If people who are really close to me know how much movies mean to me, definitely. Mm-hmm. So... The one thing that's this is a part of GNT. This is just the beginning for Julian and I. We are get we're start we got a lot of things going forward. Mm-hmm. It, this is just the beginning. It's we got a lot going on. Like we said, this is our priority. GNT is our priority. This is me and him priority. BTV. I'm gonna have stuff posted consistently, uh, like I do with this as well. We got this together. Um, but like we said. We're going to branch out. We're going to get more mics. We're going to have a lot more content. We're going to do a lot of more stuff. It's a baseball season coming. This is huge. It's a it's a a great year to be a Yankee fan. I'll say that. Uh, now's Jul- the time. Julian Julian's going to should just put a cot up in that stadium because we oh all know God. how many times he'll be there. <laughs> he'll Julian, be there with most Julian, of them. Julian and I will be there so many times. You know what? I think we should rent out one of the suites to sleep in. Literally. Honestly, I wish we could crash with Job Boy Media in their office. Honestly, yeah. that'd be dope. But I also apply for them, so hopefully I can get in with them. We'll see great people and stuff. We met Keith the other night. Great, great. Great guy. guy, absolutely He's tremendous one of the guy. And Michael K and all that. We didn't even talk about that. Wow, this podcast is going so long though. But yeah, we yeah, met- <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be brief with this. Yeah, this won't be too long. But we met Michael K, Don, and Peter Rosenberg. We got the picture with them and GNT now on Facebook profile. We finally got them. Took us three times. We did not strike out. Thankfully, after all the heartbreak of missing them at the Giants Yankees game, then we were in California when they came back. Bobby almost made it, but didn't. And then, oh my God, it's just craziness. But we met them the great people we're gonna try to meet them again hope we build that good rapport and everything. oh, oh we're so, meeting them again this is gonna be a consistent thing absolutely yeah, hopefully that beach batch or something whatever next time they come out but 
It was good. Actually, honestly, that was better than what, how what me. Wow, I can't speak right now. I've been talking for too long, but I'll just say that would have been be, that's better than what would have happened if we met him at the game. There we go. That's it. Yeah, that's definitely, all I have to say. Definitely. So my personal Twitter handle is ChewingGuardy1. If you guys want to follow me, I'm, I'm Yankees content every day, trying to get myself ready for that. Approaching 5K, trying to hit that before spring training. Help your boy out, please. We'll get there together, hopefully. But. That's my Twitter stuff. Instagram's Julian Gallardi 11. Bobby, share your info. I got my Twitter. My personal Twitter is at btomps81. I got to get more followers. I'm not on Julian's level with that yet, but I hope to be on it at some point. <laughs> I'm just a little crazy. Um, don't worry. With, and he's, he's up to date with everything Yankees. You, you need anything with baseball, go to, go to him. I, I'll endorse him any day. He's he's <laughs> great you. at what he does. With me, I'm the football guy. I, I, I endorse that as well. I'm the football guy. The free agency's coming up. You know, the Super Bowl's over. A lot of things going on. I'll have that on my personal Twitter at Tom's yeah. One. My personal. I'll be retweeting all. Yep. Of it. My my personal Instagram is at Bobby Thompson eighty one all one word. I'll be post. I gotta post a lot more. Um, so I'm going to be interacting a lot more. I want to get a lot of things going. Like we said, this is a lot, uh, the start a of year. great things. 2020 yeah. is going to be huge. 2020 is a big year for, vision, baby. For, for Julian and I and me personally as well. So Yeah, it's, it's massive. It, it's it's a great time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. So on this podcast, GNT Sports Talk on Apple. This is probably how most people listen to it. YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Now, Instagram and Twitter, GT Sports Talk 2. Everyone, please follow us. Sponsor us. Have a great yep. day. We had a fun time in this podcast as they catch up with everything baseball. Next week's going to be way more laid back and relaxed. There's not going to be nearly as much to talk about. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the Mets ownership mess. We'll just say briefly about this because Go we really got to go because yeah, this is yeah. getting crazy. Yeah, but we do. The Mets ownership debacle is now it looks like it's in danger of falling apart the agreement with the Wilpons and Cohen is crumpling as we speak a lot of people are breaking this and I honestly I think it's done I think it's over I think, I think the Wilpons screwed up again I think the Mets are screwed honestly yeah putting um, it lightly yes um <laughs> the fact that this <laughs> it's it just not good through, press uh the Wilpons just can't I'll just tell you they just make some really dumb decisions and whether it's whether it's trusting Bernie Madoff <laughs> but 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 listen, they, I don't think they knew what they were getting into with that. But <laughs> it's funny, I know. So, um, But this is just complete foolery of the Will Pond. You have a guy who won- – and what, Jules, real quick, tell me, what was the reason he might back out? What is it? It's like the agreements with the SNY TV also. I think he doesn't want to wait the whole five years, which I always thought was that, asinine. That, that's like- stupid. You pay, you pay to be a, portion, to be a por- part owner of the team? or even buy the team, you're the owner once you hand them that billion-dollar yeah, check. that's what Buster always said. He's like, no one's supposed to have part of it. And then they were saying, well, Pons will hold 20, he would get 80. Like, what is that? Like, no, there's no, no, no. All, you, yeah. You're selling the it's entire stake yeah, like, to, to that – what's his name? Who's buying it? Uh, is it Steve Cohen? I Steve Cohen, Steve yes. Cohen. Yeah, to Steve Cohen. Yeah. He's handing you a, a multi-billion-dollar check. Two point six billion, I think. Two point six billion. Nobody sees that type of paper. That's what they're saying. That's what they're worried about too. They're like, who else is going to step up and do this if he doesn't do it? Will Ponds, I'm telling you, you better not drop the ball on this one. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't. It's a mess. 
you know, you're about to get $2 billion. We all know you lost a bunch of money. So they lose their manager. Now their ownership's falling through. Mets what, typical what a way, Mets. What, typical what an off season. The New York mess. Making headlines off the field, not on it, like always. Yep. <laughs> but, all right, we've had it. We're, we're done. This is too much. Yep. We haven't done that long.